Hey everyone, you're tuned into episode 32 of the Hoops Live podcast. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise here, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me on episode 32 of the Hoops Life podcast. I'm your host, Bryce. Come up on the show today, we discuss the Western Conference of the NBA coming into the season, particularly the two teams in LA that made some key acquisitions in the LA Clippers and LA Lakers. And then we also go through a number of other teams that are going to be strong coming into the 2019 season. Join me on the podcast today, we have John Waldo here to help me dissect a crazy season that's about to be upon us in recent memory, my friend. How you doing, buddy? Good to be here. It's been a while, man. Oh, it's been a while. I had a little bit of a hiatus, you know, traveling, you know, but now we're back and we got to start with a Western Conference preview because if we're being real here, that's where all the stuff happened, right? That's where all the moves happened and... We got to start first with my guy, Kawhi Leonard, who I happen to be wearing his shirt right now. The board man gets paid. Because yep. he got paid. He got paid. Well deserved. Not by the Raptors, unfortunately. But I must admit that Mr. Kawhi Leonard had the option of going to the Lakers and teaming up with Anthony Davis and the LeBron James, King James. And he chose to take his talents in the same building (laughs) to the Clippers with Paul George. So let's start with that team. So how did this all shake out? Obviously, Kawhi Leonard making that decision as soon as Paul George was acquired, told Clippers owner Steve Ballmer straight up, I'm not coming here unless you get Paul George. Pulled the trigger, gave away 100 picks. I'm exaggerating. Gave up picks for the next five to ten years and now he sits with the clippers so the question is when you look at their team as currently constructed you have paul george Kawhi leonard and then you have the band of players coming back for the most part outside of shea giltrit say giltrit's alexander as well as um uh gallinari who left but you have the the nucleus back who took the Golden State Warriors to six games last year. So the question is, when you look at the Clippers team as constructed today, are they your favorites to win the NBA championship this year? 150%. I'm not even... People say growing pains and this and that. You do what you want. But when they get together, that team... I'm Listen... I'm scared of their defense, and I don't even got to play them. I'm scared of from one to seven. Let me give let me give you first one. The Rough Rider, Bulldog, Patrick Beverly. He's telling people in runs, don't bring the ball around me. Don't <laughs> don't dribble around me. That that's just number one. That and and he's he's exclusively all NBA defensive player, right? Then you got Paul George. Fighting for Defensive Player of the Year last year. 
He was in the talks, top top three, all right. But they love giving that award to centers. Then you got Kawhi Leonard, and we—I don't even need to talk about him. You already know the clock. Then you got Montrez Harrell. That guy work brings his—he's a dog. Every, he's a dog. He's a dog. Rough Rider again. Him and Pat Bev, same same DNA. And then you got what once used to be the top defender. They would put this guy on in Portland. They would have uh, Harkless guard other teams' best players. Now, in many uh, cases, he's going to guard like the fifth, the fourth person on the team. So now you have him. That's another guy off the bench, right? Harkless in that situation. Then you got Zubak protecting the rim. And then you wanted to let's talk about some offensive players. You got Lou Will, sixth man of the year. I feel like it's every year you got sixth man of the year. Like, he might go down as the best six man a year ever. So, I don't know what, like, I don't know. This team is so well put together. Then you got Shamit. Yeah. You need some shooting. Some shooting. You need some guys coming around, pin downs and shooting over 40 from three. And you know, Paul George and, and Kawhi are going to hit the 3 2 at a, at a good clip. Mm-hmm. This is, Beverly was really close to 40 last year. Like, this is just a really well put together team. Jerry West is the goat of all goats. And then, yeah, like, I just don't see it. Like, literally, if they lose, I'd be very surprised. If with if everybody, no one gets injured, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, and I, th- I think the thing to remember here is, let's not discredit the fact that they have a Hall of Fame coach in Doc Rivers. Yeah. Who can, not to mention, 2008 with with yeah. Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce brought them to a title, right? He is a well-respected guy amongst anybody in, in NBA circles. So, but I don't give a damn. You could bring it matters Timmy from the YMCA, <laughs> and and they would hold it down. Right? It matters with that squad. They'd just be like, forget what coach is saying. Let's just win. And so this is this is interesting. Uh, Clippers are my favorite as well. What's interesting about this is. I don't know if we've ever seen since Scotty and MJ a defensive tandem this good. Have you, do you remember? Nah, man. But this is this is the DNA. This is the makeup. Uh, a little while ago, man, I wrote an article, and this is what I'm saying. This is the thing that I want to see. Like two um, uh, very skilled. Um, defenders and offensive players that can do multiple things, guard one to four, both of them, and they're great. They're not just like, okay, they're 30-point scorers in this league while defending their position at the best in the league. So I've never seen, I don't know, this is this is right here, this is the recipe to winning in the NBA. Absolutely, but here's the thing, here's the thing. Kawhi Leonard, who's my guy, obviously got us a chip last year, yeah. nothing but love for him. Yeah. This year, you're not taking any rest days, my friend. This is the Western Conference. I know they're 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 great, but I've never they it, still can. They can, but if you think about it this way, if you rest Kawhi Leonard the way that you did last year with the Raptors, you're looking at being potentially a fourth seed, three three four seed. Yeah, but who's gonna want to play those Rough Riders in the playoffs? Absolutely, but at the same time, you want an. And as easy as a road early as you can get. I don't know if in the West, They're, I don't know if it, the only way it's easier is if you're one. 
because you have home court advantage through, or even two, I guess, at the beginning and the second round and uh, first round. Like, home court advantage, sure, that's the easiest way. But it's not technically easier deciding who you play, right? Because you might have to play the Golden State Warriors first. And that is not, like, I don't know. People are sleeping on them. We're going to get to that point, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. So, so We'll get there. We'll get there. No, we will. So let's let's pivot here because... In my opinion, just as big of a move was. So hold on, what, what's your opinion? I already on that? told you, Cl- you Clippers think? are winning. That's my guy. I'm okay. wearing a shirt, man. Okay, but did, without him being your guy, yeah, they're have winning. Objective reasoning here. Do you think they're going to win? Absolutely. Okay. Listen, at the end of the day, defense wins championships across the board. Golden State hasn't been known as like. Oh, they're not a defensive. They were a great defensive team. Five years in a row, number one. But people NBA. don't talk about that when they think but of that's, Golden State. That, that's facts. Though. So this is going to be defense on steroids. So Clippers are my team coming out, no question. But second to that, who we're talking about right now, is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers, who it, it, only in L.A. does a fiasco like this go go down. You know, LeBron James, who to me is the, the general manager, coach, and president of basketball operations with the Lakers. Come on, man. <laughs> Unfortunately. He got my boy Magic canned, bro. He, he did, but <laughs> Ma- Magic decided to walk out himself. He, LeBron James, talked to his buddy, who happens to be under the same umbrella when it comes to clutch sports and agency, Yeah, advised... Anthony Davis to ask for a trade midseason, which turned into this big fiasco, and all the young guys on the Lakers were felt <laughs> terrible because they were all in trade talks. Lonzo, Ingram, Hart. So it just was dragged out throughout the course of the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, New Orleans pulls the trigger, trades away Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart picks and the house everything the house everything they could do yeah and they got anthony davis young asset and picks right yeah which anybody would do so the lakers had to construct something from a team that was only for a few weeks lebron james anthony davis and kyle kuzma so who did they go out and get so rondo your guy Point guard, backup point guard for them is going to be integral in the playoffs. Obviously a great team guy, leader. Picked up Danny Green. Why did you say backup point guard? He's not starting, in my opinion. No, he doesn't work in that starting lineup, my friend. He's They'll start Avery Bradley. They'll start Avery Bradley. He's not starting on no point. I don't think so, no. Danny Green, championship pedigree, paid his ass way too much. <laughs> $30 million over two years? You get that money. Apparently. Bro. Dwight Howard, who didn't even know he was in the NBA anymore, <laughs> picked him up. Uh, Avery Bradley, as we uh, just mentioned. Looks good, though. Looks Dwight, healthy. yeah. I mean, Looks Dwight, healthy. apparently he lost weight. And sometimes when you when you come and you realize you're going to be on a championship team and you legitimately have a shot to win a title, sometimes you, you switch up. Yeah. And it seems like he has. JaVale McGee, who's back from last year. Um, Avery Bradley, great defense, as I mentioned. He also... For a while there, he he could shoot the ball. He was he was great in Boston, and then he fell off for he's a while. The second leading scorer for Boston, right? He's averaging about eighteen points a game. Yeah, he's doing well. Um, and you have this nucleus. It's to me, 
it's it's interesting. It's a band of people that have been put together, some veterans. Yeah. My question to you is, when you look at the team currently constructed, are they the second favorite to come out of the West? I don't know. It's all it kind of depends on when they play them, right? If they end up playing them in the conference finals, then, yeah, like I, I could see them playing. If they're both one and two, then I could see them being in the conference final. But I'm not going to go... I believe in LeBron, and I think he's that good. But I also think Anthony Davis is that good. I think he's a top five level guy in the NBA. And just like I said, the the tandem of Paul George and Kawhi is like the recipe to win a championship. I think that LeBron and AD are the same thing. Because AD is so versatile and can guard everything. He's probably the best defender out of all of them. Like, uh, like at least at the rim. At least at the rim, maybe maybe not as well, uh, not as good at on the ball, but at the rim, he's crazy. Any switch, he can switch any screen and be fine with anybody. I think AD is gonna have like a monster number year. Like his numbers are gonna be inflated. Like he's just gonna dominate. But I don't think their help is nearly as good as the Clippers. And even at this point. I think I'd even go with the Rockets over them. What? Yeah. Okay. Let me stop you there. I because think, I think I would. I, I'm never taking a team with Russell Westbrook being the second best player, knocking off LeBron James and Anthony Davis ever. So let me let me start there. Like I'm just like it's 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 still very early, but I just think okay. One thing I know is that Houston's going to be damn good in the regular season. I don't know if they'll be able to beat LeBron in in a in a in a in a series in the playoffs, but but I think they're going to be really good. We'll get really, there. Really we'll good. get there. But here's the thing. A couple things with the Lakers. One, which is no one's talking about, is is Anthony Davis even going to be healthy? The man doesn't play over 60 games, and he's constantly hurt. No question, when healthy, yeah. arguably top three player in the league. No, Like, no question. What he does offensively, uh, I watched the preseason game oh, yeah. with him and LeBron. That was ridiculous. No, bro. The, he's, he's, he had 20 points and 10 rebounds good. in like good. 15 minutes. So yeah. no one's questioning his talent, but can he stay healthy with the grind of a full – like he can't stay healthy in – on a team where they don't even make the playoffs 90% of the time. What's but he going to do a long playoff? so much pressure on that team, right? Everything was ran through him. So if maybe in this situation, it might, you know, lessen the burden on him. And then, and then you know, he might be able to, to truck through and, and have a, a career. Like, those are one thing. Like, that's injuries and... And amount of games guys play, I can never time that. I can never, like, I'm not really putting that into consideration. Everything I say here is hoping that everyone plays and they're yeah, healthy. Yeah, but you can't say that. Because here's the thing. You're not, if, if you're a GM and you got a choice between two stars, one that is consistently healthy and plays 82 games every year, and the other one that can barely play 60 games... Like you're gonna lean towards the guy who plays every game in that you, situation, you, definitely. Hey, you know the guy definitely. that you that you play ball with all the time that never gets hurt. Yeah. You, we all know that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Push comes to shove, you got to take him over a guy that's maybe a little bit better than him because he's gonna stay healthy. So that's that's my big thing, health. And then the other piece is, 
I'm not sure if they have enough help from a wing defender perspective yeah. to stay up with. Like, who's guarding Kawhi? Is it going to be LeBron? I don't but think so. But who's guarding AD, though? On their side? Who's guarding AD? No. Who's guarding AD? That's a good question. Like, that's, that's what a, I'm saying. That's a like, good question. So it's still going to be tough. Like, even though I think they have incredible defenders, no one can check AD. No one can check LeBron. No one can check Kawhi. And no one can check Paul George. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these guys just X their self out. Like, well, with that being said, I do have the Lakers as being the second best team in the West. And when I say second best team, that doesn't that doesn't mean that they finish second in the regular season. Okay, okay, what okay. it means is they end up being in the Western Conference Finals as the second best team. Okay, I'm with that, that. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I, I could see that happening. It's not out of the... But I don't think they're going to be second in that. I think Houston Rockets will have a better regular season than them. Here's the thing. As I said, this is the Western Conference that like it's never been before. Yeah. And there are... More than eight very good teams that are battling it out for eight eight spots. And no longer can we do this rest or, like, if you wanted that, you should have stayed in the East, Kawhi. If you wanted that, you should have stayed in the East, LeBron. You are now in the big show and you got to play. never rested, bro. Out of year. No, he had a season where he rested. Like once. like He did. He did did. for a bit. He had a season where he rested and then the following year, just to show everyone what's up, he did 82 games. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. Anyway, so let's pivot. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors because they had a big shift from a bat from the bat that was bad for their team, right? So you had, if you recall, when Golden State played the Raptors in the finals, Kevin Durant was rushed back, played in Game Five, ended up tearing his Achilles. Mm-hmm. When a lot of people already thought he had an Achilles injury, yeah. Word comes out that he's unhappy with he was unhappy with Golden State and thought he was pressured to to play, which is not a good look for the Golden State uh, Warriors organization at all. Mm-hmm. Decides ultimately to leave and go to Brooklyn, but in doing so, signs a sign and does a sign and trade, which benefited Golden State because he could have left for and left them with nothing. Yeah. They, as a result, got an All Star player, which. Would never happen for the Raptors if we ever did a sign and trade. We never get an All Star back, but somehow Golden State does. I'm not. I won't go down that path. Yeah, he he held them down. You know, he didn't do them dirty. He could have done them dirty, and he tried to help them out. Yeah. So they they pick up a piece in D'Angelo Russell, who I'm personally not high on. I think he's a volume shooter, and um, I think that was evident in in the playoffs last year. So you think that was a one off? It last year you think like how he played was um, an aberration. I think he played I think he's a regular season player for me. Guys who can do it in the regular season, but when when the defense turns up, he was taking some ill-advised shots, uh, contested jumpers. He was very he was so bad for them from a plus-minus perspective that they had to get him off at some points. Mm-hmm. He just was hurting them in multiple ways and he's ball dominant. So when you look at Golden State now, mm-hmm. not only did they lose Kevin Durant, um they've also they also lost Sean Livingston, who yeah. retired. Yeah. They lost Andre Iguodala, yeah. who's now with Memphis, and they are basically have imprisoned him. And they won't let him go buy him out or anything until yeah. they get the offer they want. So this is such a different team. And it was interesting. I was watching, when I was watching the preseason game, Lakers versus Golden State, outside of the main 
cast of characters with Draymond Green, I had no clue who half the team was. Yeah. Right? So the question is, when you look at Golden State right now, and I and I I hesitate to say this, I didn't think I would say this this year, but are they going to be a 7 or 8 seed, or even on the cusp but maybe not make the playoffs this year? Yeah, they might. And that's... It all depends on Clay. All right. So if Clay comes back, so let's uh, say let, All Star break. So let's 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 take a step back here. So yeah. I didn't mention that Clay Thompson also went down with a torn ACL in the finals, and he won't be back till after the the after the All Star break. We'll see, right? Because there's his doctor thinks he should wait two years. What? Because lots of doctors nowadays are talking about ACL injuries. There's um, they think in order for the athlete to recover back to full strength you should take two years and they're going with this approach and I don't think athletes are going to actually listen to this because many guys have came back after five months like Adrian Peterson right or like just other guys like you know and um, even not like I came back after eight nine months so like with NBA care at care you can do you could do a solid eight months and be good but they think for your long term yeah um, it would be better for you. But I think if he's able to come back at his, you know, fairly where he usually is or around that level, then I can see them for sure being a playoff team and making that push. But I don't think there's going to be a big difference between seven and three. I think they're all going to be like mashed up and it all depends on like the last week who's going to get what slot. And that's how it's played out. There's about one team that's like resounding number one and then maybe two, but everybody else is fairly close fighting. Like I think there's going to be a real jockeying at, towards the end of the season. I disagree. I think, I think three, like three to six, there's going to be a lot of jockeying. But I think seven and eight, seven, eight, nine, ten are going to be battling it out for those last two spots. And my concern is... Is Steph Curry one? That's good. Is he going to be able to? Because he's going to have to have an MVP type start of the season yeah. until Clay comes back, yeah. or else they're going to be for sure a seven or eight. I seed. think he will keep him afloat enough to um, for when Clay gets back. The only thing, like like people don't understand how good Clay is, like how good he really is, consistently over forty percent, like. Probably the second best shooter. It's fair to say second best shooter in the NBA. And then after, and probably some people would say second best shooter of all time. And and then after, he is a lockdown defender. A lockdown defender. He's got robbed from the all NBA team. This is a guy that I hold with high regard. Like he is a very important piece. So if defensively they can get past the fact of losing him, I know his offensive uh, side, like they're going to miss that. But hopefully D'Angelo Russell can help him a little bit with that. But defensively, who's going to step up for them? Because they also lost Iguodala there. And he was a big defensive piece. And uh, and Sean Livingston was no slouch himself. Right? And, and put some respect on Kevin Durant's defense too. And Durant as well, right? So you've lost a lot of defensive power there. And can you make up for that? So we're going to see their pickups, their, their G League pickups, their... Their uh, their um, uh, uh, summertime acquisitions, like we'll see what they did. But I I'm not going to underestimate Golden State. 
I think they make the playoffs, and I think if they're healthy in the playoffs, you better watch them. Yeah, well, here's the thing, okay? There are a lot of people that I know that have hated and hated and hated on Draymond Green from the jump. He's just good because he's got players around him. He's not that good. Well, you know what? Draymond, this is your year to shut everybody up. Yeah. This is your year. Yeah. This is the if if he performs and he's putting up like close to triple double type numbers, yeah. let's say he's at 15 16 points a game, 8 assists, 9 rebounds, he shuts everyone up yeah. and says I can do it on any team because the biggest critique on Draymond Green is not that he's he's a great defender, but it's always well he's always he's has Clay on his right, he has Steph on his left. Now he has Kevin Durant. He's actually not that good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is his year. He's to a prove product it. of the system, right? That's People what they. Believe. That's what they want to say. Yeah, and I'm not a believer of that. I think that the system fits him very well, and he fits the system, and the system uh, fits him. Like it's it's just a great fit in general. But I think he's a hooper, man. Like he's a ro- he's one of those. He's a dog. He's those dogs. Yeah, right? he is. He's those pit bulls you, that I want on my team. You love to have them on your team, but you hate to play against them because he's exactly. annoying. Exactly. I want them. I'll take I'll take ten of those guys yeah. and rock out, and I'll be like, let's play. Whoever yeah. we gotta yeah. play. I think Golden State will not finish better than seventh in the West. I'm saying that right now. They will not. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So let's pivot. Um, another move, which was very very interesting, mm-hmm. was them Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a team. That was on the cusp two years ago. The cusp of knocking off the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant. A hamstring tear away, man. Hamstring tear, Chris Paul. Boom. That could have changed the whole trajectory of the Houston Rockets. We could be calling them the, the, the champions of, of two years ago. Even the Golden State Warriors. Maybe they, they maybe Durant didn't win it, so he's like he feels like he needs to stay. To, to maybe he would have stayed longer. Day. Who and knows? No, they, so... They decided after last year where, again, they got knocked off by Golden State without Kevin Durant this time, Mm -hmm. that the Chris Paul and James Harden pairing was just not working. Mm -hmm. So what did they do? They shipped out a 34-year-old Chris Paul, making $40 million a year, and shipped in a player in Russell Westbrook. who averaged triple-doubles for three years in a row. A triple-double three years in a row. Yeah. So they've returned the majority of their nucleus from last year. Mm-hmm. When you look at Houston, my first question is: Are they better as a team this year with Chris Paul? I mean, with with Russell Westbrook over Chris Paul? I'm gonna say this, and uh, I'm be careful with my words here because Chris Paul, to me. Is literally like is a is is a genius. Like literally, I think he's a genius on the court. So this is someone I used to spend so much time like watching his tape. I wanted to be just like him. I think he reads the game so well. I I, I respect him and and Rondo. But it's very tough to say they were wrong for getting a twenty nine year old who just got three triple double seasons. In a row, over a 34-year-old on that contract. If we're putting everything into this, we're talking about money, we're talking about player, we're talking about style. And then I also think just the fact that Harden likes him, they're really good friends. That in itself will allow Harden to actually 
maybe come off the ball a little bit or maybe do what the team needs because he just likes the guy. They didn't get along, it seemed like, at the end, and, and it showed. So you're saying they got better? I'm saying because all these things that come into play, they're going to be better for it. They're going to be better. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I understand Chris Paul is your boy, and it's very hard for you to, yeah, to say that. I had to bring that up. And let me help you out here. Yeah. You are completely wrong, my friend. Okay? I love how you... I love... I love John. I love when you say, oh, they just brought a guy who averaged triple-double for, for three years, but you don't mention one of the most inefficient players ever to play the game. Yeah, he's there too. He's with that too. I didn't, you forgot that part. I'm not going to throw the bad one. I got to throw the bad. <laughs> Ridiculous. Come on. Man. So listen, let's start with the fact that Chris Paul had a great playoffs last year, but no one wants to talk about that. He had a solid playoffs. He played well. He lost a step, man. Chris Paul's lost a step. You can say that, but you're bringing in... A player in Russell Westbrook who has shown us throughout his career that he is in he is unable to play with another ball dominant guard wing. He's never done it. Yeah, their co- coach Dan Tony is gonna earn his money this year. I didn't say it's gonna be easy. I'm just saying the fact that Harden wants him, the fact that they rock with each other, that is very important. That is big. That's bigger than you think. You're overlooking that. The fact that he is like this is my dog, and I know he's a, a rough rider, and I'm gonna he's going to go through the wall for me, so I'm going to allow him to do his thing. We're going to work it out. Harden, uh, Westbrook just needs to stop shooting so many threes, and then he'd be a very good player. Incredible. Explain to me how this fits. Two ball-dominant guards, okay? James Harden has the ball up top, like he always does, dribbling, dancing, step back in. Yeah. And you have Russell Westbrook sitting in the corner. But oh wait a second. Usually that would be Chris Paul who could shoot the ball, yeah. shoot the three at a 40% clip. Yeah. No, but instead you have a player in Russell Westbrook who we would gladly let take 15 threes. Yeah. And you know what we're gonna do? We're we're not even gonna play Russell Westbrook. They're gonna be D'Antoni is very clever, very smart. He's gonna find a way. He's not gonna just have Russell Westbrook be a spot up three guy. You gotta find a way. He's gonna have to be a cutter. He's gonna have to have more. Harden's gonna have to actually come off the ball a little bit more. Even though he's the better player, he's gonna have to because Russell can create for him and others. There's just gonna have. It's literally it's sacrifice. And if you want to win, you have to sacrifice. Well, clearly James Harden wasn't willing to sacrifice because Chris I'm, Paul. Chris Paul proved that he could. Be right there and bring them to a cha- help bring them to a championship. He was that close, not getting injured. He was that close. Yeah, he was has the he lost- best player in that series? Has he lost a step? Sure, but one thing he has that Russell Westbrook doesn't have: IQ. No offense to Russell Westbrook, uh, that's, but he doesn't that's have all IQ. Offense. You should actually instead of saying no offense, you should say all offense <laughs> because you just said the man has no IQ. Very little. Listen, very little. I'm, I'm telling you, what? I, some of the stuff he does is very questionable. Why he, jack up eight threes a game? You don't have to. I get you. But, like, put some respect on his name. Well, man. look, to me, they didn't get better, and I see them as a team that gets bounced in the first round. I'll leave it at that. Let's move on because you you know when I get fired up. Yo, you're the same dude that said Utah Jazz last year are going to have a better record than them. Oh, we're going to beat them. And they, and they slapped them up. Okay. 4-1. Okay. Get out of here. Okay. Who did they have on the team? Chris Paul. Don't forget that. Yeah, but they still lost. Yeah, but they had Chris and, Paul. And you picked Utah. I like Utah. Okay. And you know what? I like Utah even more this year. Yeah, I do too. It's a good pivot, actually. Thanks for that. I got you. So, let's talk about Utah because their point guard all of last year and for 
a lot of years was Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. And they came to a point where they're obviously they lost to Houston. They realized Rubio couldn't be the guy. Yeah. And they executed a, in my opinion, flawless trade getting Mike Mike Conley. It was a three-way deal. Shipped Rubio out to Phoenix, bring in Mike Conley, who is sol- as solid as they come when he's when healthy. Yeah. And then they also picked up Bogdanovich That's from Indiana, which is underrated pickup. So the money wasn't underrated. He got the payday. Well, <laughs> he deserves it. So let's look at their lineup right now. You have a lineup of Mike Conley, one of the best starting lineups right now, man. Donovan Mitchell, who had a rough year last year, Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. Joel Inglis, who. I feel like that guy's going to be busting up people in men's league until he's 55, yeah. <laughs> the way he plays, yeah. right? And then Rudy Gobert, who seems like he's in it in to win the Defensive Player of the Year every single year. And let me get to that point where you said Donovan Mitchell, uh, he had a second-year slump. The first year, people didn't expect much from him. And second year, it put a lot of pressure on him. Um, Rubio's lack of shooting didn't make it easy for Donovan Mitchell. So now when you could space out the floor and the playmakers they have, Bogdanovich is an underrated playmaker. Mike Conley, we already know he's a playmaker. He's a true point guard. And then you got Ingles is a very good playmaker. So now Mitchell is going to be allowed to be more of himself. He's not going to just have to be this guy that just has to create all plays for everybody and himself. He's actually going to allow to come off action that gets him open, and other guys are going to do the work to get him good looks. I think he's going to be able to, um, if he's if his clip is on, if he's really shooting. I, I need. I, I'm still not a believer in his three point shot. Like I don't think he's as good of a shooter as he needs to be. But I think he's going to be more efficient this year for sure because those guys are going to help him. Let's let's stop comparing him to Dwayne Wade because he ain't ever going to be on that level. Dwayne Wade by this time was leading Miami to a championship. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. let's stop that. Dwayne comparison. Wade going to the rim was just unstoppable. Let's just stop that. Yeah. So when you look at Utah, are they a legit contender in the West? Like, are they up there? Who's on their bench though? That's the biggest issue for me. Like, you're they're like injuries are inevitable. Things are gonna happen. Like, you gotta go to the bench a little bit. Who do they got on the bench? I don't. That's the only thing. They need to make some um, some quick acquisitions this summer may, or, or maybe uh, throughout the year or at the midway point. They need to get some people to just fill up that team. Yeah. Otherwise, I really like their starting lineup. And yeah. I think they can compete. Yeah. Legit. I really think they can compete. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of... The, Utah, to me, is kind of like one of those teams that all year will go under the radar. No one's going to talk about them. Another team that... I don't think we're doing them justice by not talking about them yet as they finish second um, in the West. There's actually two teams we'll talk about. Yeah. But let's start with um, let's start with uh, Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Nuggets. So our boy, Jamal Murray, Canadian boy, just picked up a nice, healthy $170 million right to the bank. Blessings. Good for him. Cash up, man. They are returning basically their entire team. Yeah. Um, heartbreaking loss to Portland? Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about their team. What are your expectations from them out of this year? I think uh, they're going to be a dominant uh, regular season team. And they're going to be looking to take a step forward. 
So they should have in their eyes, we got to make the Western Conference Finals. We got like they should be they, that should be something that they truly believe can happen because they're right there. They're that good. And if this guy, Michael Porter, is actually healthy and, you know, they might have a hidden gem there. Yeah, but not he's, he's going to take a couple years. They might have a hidden gem. He might be able to help them. I'm not saying he's going to come in and, like, start and kill everybody. But I'm saying they might have a hidden gem. So that might be a, their secret weapon that can just take them over the, the hill, you yeah. know? And can, can, I, I don't mean to I don't mean to trash talk at all, but I saw Djokovic at the Worlds. He looked like he was eating about a couple Jokic. Jokic. Oh, he was yeah. eating a couple hamburgers a day. Yeah, bro. Like what? What is going? He looked like he gained some weight. Yeah, but he still give you buckets. But you can't get up and down the court like that, man. Bro. Lose some weight. So <laughs> my thing about Denver, best pass in the league. Yes, he is. My Best thing, feel that guy's the man. My thing about Denver is, it was just it's just a little too late, my friends. Last year was your year. What were you thinking? Now it's ten times harder this year. What that was your year? That was your year to come out, go to the Western Conference Finals. They, they got a young nucleus. And what do you mean? What were they thinking? They just lost. Do you know who you know who they can thank for that? Huh? C.J. McCollum. That boy gave them. 40 on their head tops in that last game. It was impossible. He just cooked them. They couldn't do anything. He just cooked them. Again, but would you agree? They're a middling team. Like, they're not going to do anything. Like, they're not going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. They're just... They're a middling team. You know what they remind me of? They're stars. Jokic is a real star. So put some respect on his name. Like, a real one. Like, he ain't no fat boy from Europe anymore. No, he's he's great. He's really, really good. He's really, really good. But they can't compete. Jamal Murray and Jokic are not good enough to beat Kawhi and Paul George, to beat AD and LeBron. Like, it's just not. It's just it's not enough. Yeah. Jokic can't be the best player on a championship team right but now. But they're not trying to win. Like, they're trying to win, but I think they see, like, their title real like the year they're gonna win is probably like two years or something like three four years you know who knows yeah. no that makes sense and speaking of another middling team let's talk about the portland trailblazers yeah. another team that i personally feel that had a shot last year and that was their year mm-hmm. and they messed it up and i'll tell you why you have cj mccollum and damian lillard yeah two great players who Carried them to the Western Conference Finals, yep. where in each game, I was reading about this the other day, each game they were up by 15 points yeah. or more yeah. and lost every yeah. single game. Yeah. And to me, especially playing against a Golden State team that didn't have Kevin Durant. Do you know 15 points against Golden State meant nothing? It's nothing. Yeah. But it still means something. It means you 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 had you didn't have control, but you, you started off well. You couldn't win one of those games, not even one. So when you look at a team like Portland, are they in the same category yeah. for you as Denver? Yeah, I, I actually, to be honest, like I really like their guards. I just really, I'm just a big fan of them, so I root for them. But I don't like their signing of uh, what's his name, the big dude from Miami Heat, Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. I don't like it. Everyone's making a big deal. I do not like him. I don't can't, think he's a winner. Can't stay unless healthy. Unless he changes up. Unless, like, he goes there and has some new perspective. Like, 
I did not like him. So I don't think they had a great summer. I don't I don't know. I think they lost Al Farouk Amino as well. They lost Mo Harkless. Cantor. They lost Cantor. Like, I just don't really like what they're doing. They got some other guys. They got some pieces. They got Bazemore. They got Rodney Hood. So they'll be all right. They'll be good. They're going to be good. They're going to be similar where they, where they are. But Middling team. A team that their best shot was last year. That was their best shot. I mean, you never know, right? Because you never knew that KD would get injured. You never knew. You that never knew it, but but Clay would. Things yeah, but, can happen. Yeah, but you can say the same thing about the Raptors. You got it when you have opportunity every year. When you look at the championship team, something significant went their way. Yeah. When Golden State won their first, you be fortunate. Yeah, you got to be fortunate. That's, huh? a, that's a great word. I don't know where you got that. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> so another muddling team. So I want to talk about. The New Orleans Pelicans. I don't want to talk to them, talk about them because I think they're making the playoffs. Because to me, no, they're, they're not making playoffs. Okay. But I want to talk about them because I'm excited to watch them. Yeah, they're gonna be fun. And why am I excited? Yes, Lonzo's a big part of that. That's my guy. Great fresh start. It's a fresh start for him. Got a lot of guys, eh? A lot, a lot of guys. Let's let's talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of guys. They got a lot of guys. <laughs> let's talk about this. So we got. We got Drew Holiday, who's back, who's been there for years. Yeah. In my opinion, should be an all-star. I don't know baller. what they're waiting baller. on. He's a baller. Give him an all-star. He's one of the best defenders. Yeah. A great off-ball point guard. Like, yeah. one of the best. Yeah. So, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fit really well with Lonzo. Mm-hmm. You have Brandon Ingram. Don't like that guy at all. He's skilled, but don't think he fits with that team. You have Zion Williamson, the number one pick, yeah. who is... Athletic beyond belief. Mm-hmm. So, what what's going to happen with him is anybody's guess. Yeah. And then at the five, you have a couple different options, right? Um, they drafted Jackson Hayes yep. from Texas. Yep. Freak um, athlete. Freak athlete. Um, and then they they have they have some other guards coming off the bench JJ as well. JJ Redick, Nikhil uh, Alexander, Alexander from Canada. Um, they got a squad, man. They got some Josh young- Hart. Josh Hart, they got some young talent that's ready to play, and I think they're excited. Like I think they want to play, and they want to just show everybody what they got. So I think it's going to be fun. I think they're going to do well, but I think they're going to be similar to like how like the Kings were last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the Kings they were really good and young and and fun, but just like weren't good enough. They were like ninth, tenth, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the year. I think they're going to be like that. So this nucleus that they've put together yeah. is this team. In as currently constructed, in three to four years, are they are they a championship contender in three to, three to four years based on their team? No, they would have to add some stuff, but so no, no. Okay, when I look at this team right now, I think this team is perfect for Zion's development. Do I think this team could be a championship contender in three to four years? I think it's possible if and only if two things happen. One, Zion Williamson needs to be the Zion that people think he's going to be. Because if he yeah, is... there's a lot of ifs there, right? No, but you got to... It's plausible, but like, like he's, he's... I don't know what he's going to be in the league. Right now, I could see him as like... Right now, he's looking like he'll have like a good year. But like a good year would be like 18 and 7, like, you know, or 16 and 8. Like, that's what I could see from him. Yeah. Because they got a lot of mouths to feed out there, and... He's athletic. He's going to be active, but they're not going to be running plays exclusively through him. 
You know, like there's other options. Drew Holiday is their best player on their team. I think everybody should know that. Like their best thing to me is their two defenders. They have Lonzo and Drew Holiday. This is going to be the best defending backcourt in the NBA. Or one of them, like them or the Clippers, right? They're really good. Probably the Clippers, but yeah. But like they're really good. Both very of good, them, very right? good defenders. And so what about when you look at, and I'm going to, I got to give a couple minutes for my boy Lonzo, right? Yeah. Fresh start for him. He was playing in when he was at the Lakers last year with LeBron. He actually played very well. Didn't shoot the ball well. Switched up his form. Is Lonzo gonna have a coming out party this year, or what are your thoughts? I think uh, people are really watching this year, so we'll see what he does. Can't really ex- can't really complain about being around LeBron or this or being this in this situation and poison and being in. In uh, a toxic environment, uh, Luke Walton, they were always trying to point some blame. Now it's just like, you're here, you're in a pretty good situation, um, go have fun, go play. Let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an up-tempo team. They're co- I love their coach. He lets guys play. Let's guys have fun. Last year, they were number one in tempo in the NBA, you know? So it's going to be a great opportunity for him. He's a great full-court passer and playmaker, so I, I'd, I'd love to see what they do. Mm-hmm. And now let's touch on the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. S- sneaky, sneaky move yeah. in the sense that they got Chris Tops last year, but really he didn't touch the court. Yeah. So coming in, you got Luka Doncic, who is your guy, who you probably think is going to be an all-star this year, yeah. right? And you have Chris Tops, who's an all-star. What... Are, your expectations for that team are they a playoff team or are they on the outside looking in they're still building around those guys but they have a great nucleus and they're going to be good but i see them in that same boat as new orleans and i see them uh still having to grow a little bit you know like i I, like they don't have enough around them to, to to propel them to that point because there's just so much, so many good teams yeah. in the West. Mm-hmm. So right, like, they, I just don't see them. I, I see them being just a sliver out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, when you look at Dallas, it's just if they were in the East, I mean, we, we'd probably be talking oh, talking about them as a fifth seed, maybe, yeah. right? But in the West, like you're on the outside looking in. I'm just not going against the Spurs. At the end of the day, I think the Spurs always find a way. It's been 22, 21, 23 years in a row they have made the playoffs. So. And speaking of the Spurs, who is going to be our last team that we touch on, they haven't. They didn't do a whole lot. Same team coming back for the most part, uh-huh. right? Rudy Gay, De- DeMar DeRozan, Aldridge, Patty Mills, they got, Bellinelli. They got the point guard back who was injured yeah. towards ACL. Now he's back. That's a big pickup for them, too. Yeah, yeah. He, great point guard. Question is, so you, you think they're a lock? I was going to ask about the playoffs, but yeah. you think they're a lock for the playoffs? I think they're going to make it, yeah. Okay. So think about this, okay? When we look at the teams right now, you have Houston, Utah, Lakers, Clippers, Portland, Denver, Golden State, and, so you got, Spurs. and you got Spurs sneaking Spurs. in there at the eighth. Yeah, eighth or seventh or yeah. No, that I think that makes sense. I see San Antonio as an eighth seed. Yeah, coming in at eighth. Um, they just they just always find a way, right? They just find a way. Man. So appreciate you jumping on. So this will be a this will be a part one version mm-hmm. where we dissected the the Western Conference and then 
we'll jump to the east where, in my opinion, everybody got worse outside of Brooklyn. We got, like, literally, it would take half the time to it talk about the east. It probably take 10, 10 minutes, man. <laughs> uh, appreciate you jumping on, John, as per usual. Listeners, make sure you like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.